Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for April 9th, 2008 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined as always by my good friends, Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. And of course, always here in spirit with us, our producer, Regina Henricks. We have, uh, we're actually doing all emails today. I'm trying to go easy on uh, Corey with the editing. Thank you. So uh, <laughs> this week and next week, um, we're not going to be doing any voicemails. We're going to be doing all emails. But then when I get back from Disneyland, we'll do a couple of all voicemail shows to make sure that those of you who have been leaving voicemails are getting getting played. It's also why there were no cast member appreciations in yesterday's show. So uh, just trying to, like I said, Corey's doing the editing this week and next week. So trying to give him a break. That make it too difficult on him. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Who has an email they want to start off with? I do. All right, Mrs. Martin. Um, this is from Lori in Missouri. Hey, Miss Julie. Love your store tour segments. I took some of your tips and advice when I went shopping in the World Showcase this past December. Thank you. I was wondering if you could suggest where I should shop for nice Disney-themed figurines. I'm not sure if I want ceramic, pewter, or crystal, but my budget is for around $100 for each. You mentioned crystal in Germany. Do they have Disney-themed items? Should I even be looking in the World Showcase, or would it be better to look at a resort, downtown Disney, or on Main Street at the Magic Kingdom? Any advice or suggestions is appreciated. Um, I would suggest looking in the World Showcase. Germany and Mexico would be two of your best bets because they both have a crystal store or a very nice crystal selection, and there are Disney-themed um, items. Most of them are, except for your the certain items that are more for... Um, serving or I call wedding <laughs> crystal. So um, take a look in either one of those. I would also suggest there's an Ariba store at Downtown Disney. You may find a little more um, of the ceramic items there. And then the Art of Disney store, either at Epcot or Downtown Disney. I know that they have some ceramic figurines. I'm not sure about price on those, but you will find some that are a little less expensive. They're going to be smaller, but still very nice. And then if you want to look in the Magic Kingdom, definitely check out Main Street USA. In the Art of Disney stores, they have what they call the Disney Classics Collection, and they can start at $100 and run up to into the several hundreds of dollars, depending on how complicated they are. They also have the Armani uh, version of them. They're a little more um, Art Nouveau, a little paler. They're, you're not going to see realistic-looking mm-hmm. Disney characters. It's more of an interpretation of Disney characters. I also wanted to tell her, um, I forgot about this, some of the Arebas, they have this new crystal or um, jeweled crystal collection. So it's something a little bit different. Depends on what your taste is. But some of them look pretty neat. Great. Thank you very much, Julie. Who else has one? I have. Bob. I have one from Dave from Pawnee, Illinois. And it's about 218 miles south of Chicago. He says uh, him and his wife are going to cel- uh, be celebrating their wedding anniversary at uh, Walt Disney World Thanksgiving Day through December 6th. And he's staying at Pop Century. And his first question is, is there transportation for guests to visit the boardwalk that are not staying at that resort? And I want to answer that one first. Uh, Anytime you you want to go to Boardwalk or any of the hotels from another hotel, you have to take a bus and go to one of the theme parks and then transfer to the hotel that you want to go to. They use all the theme parks as a hub 
for for that. You can't take a bus to downtown Disney to the theme parks either. Uh, you have to. There's, the buses will take you to the different hotels. That way, they're not having people park at downtown Disney is one of the reasons. And uh, so, I'd suggest you take uh, take a bus to Disney Hollywood Studios, and from there, grab a bus to the uh, boardwalk for that. And then he's also looking for a Thanksgiving Day meal, which would we recommend as the best meals on property for them. And uh, we have a, uh, a page on the Diz site that lists 2007's meals and the different uh, restaurants. And looking through it, I, I'd recommend Crystal Palace in the Magic Kingdom as one of them, Brown Derby over at Hollywood Studios, California Grill, in the Contemporary, uh, Yacht Club Gall- Galley, and Portobello Yacht Club in downtown Disney. Those those are ones that would jump out at me as having a good meal because we've had good experiences at all of those. That's it for me. One of the things we found, uh, Kevin and I and his folks went to Las Vegas one year for Thanksgiving, and we thought about the same thing. Where can we get a good Thanksgiving meal? And it's just not the same as being at home. So you might want to consider is going just the opposite. You're on vacation. You're doing something different, something new. Go have, you know, seafood or something. You know, go to Cape May Buffet or something. Go completely opposite and don't try to search out a homemade Thanksgiving meal. Just might yeah, serve you better. Exactly. So you're not disappointed. I agree. We've um, even being here in town, we've started. Uh, I'm, we try and keep my mom from cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Not that she's a bad cook. It's just that it, it, it takes a lot to right. do it. So we've been hitting some of the buffets in the hotels. And if you're looking for something that is a more traditional buffet or a more traditional meal, I know the Celebration Hotel has the Florida Room. I forget what the name of it's called. However, the, it's it's pricey. But mm. it's a it's a nice traditional Thanksgiving spread, so you might want to look into something like that. That's pretty close. Now you're not going to be able to take Disney transportation to Celebration, but it shouldn't be that much if you're staying at Pop Century to grab a cab to the Celebration area. And Celebration does lots of stuff yeah. at Thanksgiving. I'm thinking also Gaylord Palms has has a a buffet there that they do a, a Thanksgiving theme. You can also order order out from them. Uh, you can order your Thanksgiving meal in a bag, basically, and take it with you back to your hotel if you wanted to. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a fully cooked turkey. It's from Gaylord Palms? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they did it last that's Thanksgiving. That's right. I, I was trying to remember who did that. And I'll have more information on the Gaylord Palm thing probably at the live show uh, or the show we do at Gaylord. And uh, But that, I, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Gaylord does that. So there are all sorts of options. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with John, mainly in, in regards to the fact that, you know, everybody has, like, their own family recipe for, you know, doing stuffing and doing mm-hmm. certain dishes. And you're never going to get that. It's not necessarily going to be worse, but it's not going to be what you're used to on your family Thanksgivings. And I think some people do go in with the expectation that they're going to have that kind of experience. And, of course, you can if you're not home. So, A lot of restaurants will make an attempt at serving turkey on Thanksgiving. But a lot of them, like California Grill, I think is just going to serve basic California Grill fare. Yeah. That, you know, and while it's a wonderful restaurant, if you're looking for that sort of 
pilgrims around the bountiful table kind of thing, you might be disappointed. We finally gave up the year we were in Las Vegas. We, we, we attempted it at lunch and were sorely disappointed, and I think we ended up having fried chicken for dinner. Uh, we actually went to our favorite breakfast place <laughs> and had pancakes for dinner. That's true, we did. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Pete, I just want to do a housekeeping on, on what I just said a little bit. Already? And, yeah. <laughs> I wanna, I that wanna didn't take next long. Week. No, but I, I've just been sitting here thinking, and I sent people over to Hollywood Studios and then take the bus over to Boardwalk. I think they need to go and take the boat from Hollywood Studios over to Boardwalk, and I'm not sure there's a bus that actually goes to Boardwalk from Hollywood Studios. They, I think they rely on the bus. Make them walk. Probably they rely on the boat, yeah. So I just want to... See, that's the quickest housekeeping we've done. Uh, turn that, turn that one right around. So, all right. Well, thank you, uh, thank you for that, Bob. I have. Uh, oh, John, I, I'm sorry. That was yours, wasn't it? That's all right. It's only one page. No, that was Bob's okay. question. I'm completely lost. I'm I'm st- I'm in early I'm in early vacation mode. Sorry, guys. He's already in Anaheim. Actually, you are. Well, no, in I Anaheim. know it's going through my. I've just you know I've got like this laundry list literally of things that I have to do, like before I, I leave. And I have to be in bed early tonight because Daddy's not pretty when he flies tired. Especially so, when you have to get to the airport at five in the five morning. o'clock in the morning. Now, will yeah. you sleep on the plane, or are you going to be? No, I got a uh, second. Uh, I got a second battery for my notebook to my, my MacBook, so I'm guaranteed to have full full power all the way out to California. That's um, good. I I can I can not off on the plane, but. It's not pretty because if I sleep sitting up, I'm going to start snoring, and then <laughs> then they're going to have to like emergency land the plane and have the FBI come on and remove come, come on and remove me, like Naomi Campbell. <laughs> um, <laughs> they lost my bag. So, all right, I have um, I have an email here from Pamela. I'm not sure. Oh, Pamela in from near Chicago. She has a question. Uh, they're going to spend two days at Disneyland before doing a cruise, and it will be their son's first visit to Disneyland. He'll be nine by then, and he has been to Disney World 18 times. He's a huge Disney fan and in particular interested in Walt himself and in how the parks were built, how the rides work, the details, and backstory. Last June, he and I had some mom-son time in the parks, and I took him to see One Man's Dream at the studios. I knew he would enjoy it, but I did not expect that he would spend two and a half hours in there. So my question is, is there any attraction or exhibit at Disneyland that focuses on Walt or on the background of the Disneyland Park? I usually read lots of guidebooks before we travel, but we have found that our local libraries have very little information about Disneyland. Hopefully the incredibly knowledgeable podcast team will be able to answer this for me. In fact, there is an outstanding tour that you can do at the Disneyland Park called uh, Walk in Walt's Footsteps. And it's, uh, I know Bob has done that. I love that. Um, and it really is, I mean, you get a, a, a walking tour of the Disneyland Park from the perspective of, you know, where, where Walt's influences are. Yep. From the architecture to the attractions to all this, all this great behind-the-scenes stuff. They take you through the park and give you the history of the park and, and Walt's, Walt's influences on things. It's it's an awesome awesome tour. Yeah. I have an idea for her also. 
if you're looking for something he might enjoy, there's these things called Disney Classics. They come in metal film canisters, and there's one now about Disneyland. The DVDs. Yeah, the DVDs, where they um, spend a lot of time with looking at Walt and how Walt walked through the park. They show Walt walking through the park and signing autographs. So there's a lot of interesting information on that. As far as the an attraction, the last time we were there, and I can't speak to if it's the same now, but the um, outer waiting room for uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln was a archive of some sorts. There were pictures on the wall and, and some models of Disneyland, and there was some Disney history going on there. But I don't know if that's the type of thing that they switch out from time to time, so I'm not 100% sure it's still there. Well, the... Uh a little bit more detail on the walk in Walt's footsteps towards a three-and-a-half-hour guided tour. covers a life of Walt Disney and how his vision became reality. Uh, you explore Disneyland as you listen to stories about the man behind the magic. tour includes passage on the Disneyland Railroad, on the Disney Railroad, an exclusive look at the lobby of the famed Club 33, private lunch on the patio of the Disney Gallery, and an exclusive collectible trading pin. And the cost... Of that is fifty nine dollars a person. If you're a Disney Visa card holder, it's forty seven twenty. Triple A members are forty seven twenty as are annual pass holders. Tours run Monday through Thursday at nine AM and Friday through Saturday at nine AM and again at two thirty PM and has a capacity, a maximum capacity of only fifteen people per tour. It is not recommended for small children, but it doesn't specifically say that you can't bring your son at nine years old. Uh, probably not going to get anything out of it. I'd well, if say, he spent two and a half hours, if he's really that yeah, into the... Yeah, he's nine. He's going to be fine. If he's that interested, he's going to get something yeah, out of it. Okay. So, since, since there's no age requirement, it tells me that there's no backstage no, there stuff. Is, that yeah, you have there's to be no aware backstage. So. Of, of the magic being spoiled. It's probably more for a kid might get restless or tired. Right. It might not be interesting for an average nine-year-old, but someone with an interest mm-hmm. in it will be thrilled. Uh, we'll have information on the show notes page. And uh, on how you can book it, you can book it up to thirty days in advance. You have to call them directly. But that's not a; ba- it's really not a bad price. Even you know, fifty nine dollars a person. No, that's bad at um, all for three and a half hours, and you get. And believe me, they're very, very well versed out there in the history of the park. Uh, all the cast members, or most of them, at least. Well, they go through the windows on Main Street and the perspective, the force. Per, uh, Perspective of the buildings. And well, I think it's. I, I think it's a little bit more about you know Walt's influences yeah. per se. Maybe not so much as you know they do that on the Keys to the Kingdom tour with the no. windows on Main Street. I so, don't think that's the same thing. Something else her son might find interesting. Uh, when we were out in Disneyland, I found talking to cast members. You would find cast members that had been there since Walt when Walt was there. So they're interesting to talk to also. They're all carrying oxygen tanks around. <laughs> but, so. We hope that helps, and of course, I will be. Uh, I'll be out there next week, so when I come back, I'll tell you stories. I can't wait! I'm so excited. So, thank you very much for that, Pamela. Who else has one they'd like to? John, I have one from Tom in St. Louis. Hi, all on the podcast. I'm thinking about booking a fireworks cruise. Can I have dinner delivered to the boat, or can I bring carry out from one of the resort restaurants? Um, Tom, they frown on you bringing anything on the boat. Part of the package will be a soda snack type of thing set up for you. But if you're really looking for them to have food on the boat, you can have um, food drinks of your choice delivered from the 
hotel where the boat is departing. So wherever you're launching from, there's uh, options for dining to be brought onto the boat. If you do a search on the Diz, uh, look for specialty cruises or wishes cruises. And when you get to the page that talks to you about all of the pricing, scroll down to the bottom. We have phone numbers for each of the resorts where the boats are launching from, and that's a number you can call to have food delivered to the boat. And that sounds like a great time, eating on the fireworks cruise and enjoying the fireworks. Sounds like fun. And then having to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, go to the bathroom before you get on the boat. Or wear your depends. Right, Julie. Or bring an extra big, big gulp glass cup or a big towel (laughs) or go swimming briefly I refuse to participate in this disgusting conversation (laughs) yeah you're so delicate (laughs) I am I was offended (laughs) for you well thank you John Kevin, you have one? I do. Mine is from Twi- Twacy. <laughs> Are you having Elmer Fudd disease today? I do. Sorry. Are you a hunting wabbit? I am. It's woe Mine is from Tracy in Western Australia. And Tracy, Woo-hoo. as opposed to Eastern Australia. Good day. Tracy after, says, after listening to the rumor that all of the best restaurants are being booked up in anticipation of the free dining, with some booking several restaurants per day so that they have a reservation in each park, grr, my query is how long after an ADR has passed will the table be opened up? For instance, if it starts to look like there are some of the reservations will not be acted upon, will the manager release the table to walk-ups or do they have a quiet evening? Uh, Tracy, first of all, I don't know that all of the best restaurants are going to be booking up. All of the popular restaurants are going to be booking up. There's a distinction there. How is that for snarky? Uh, I'm pretty sure that you can get into some of the great restaurants at this point without a problem. As far as uh, them releasing tables, Disney does a pretty good job of managing the restaurants within the restaurants. I find that... How do I explain this? It's not like they're going to call up dining and say, oh, it looks like we're not getting many shows today. Go ahead and open ADRs. Right. You have to actually go to the restaurant to see about Go to the, the podium, yeah. The podium. Right. I've told the story before about uh, Spoodles. Spoodles. We, were, we called and were told that Spoodles was booked up for the rest of the day. And being tenacious little suckers that we are, we decided, I don't believe that. Let's go see. And we were seated in what was basically an empty restaurant. And the manager explained to us, well, it's sunny today, so everybody stayed in the park. He said it also could be rainy today, and people won't walk to the restaurant. He said, it, uh, you know, restaurants or reservations get abandoned at all times. Yeah. And the only place I've ever really heard of where th- it's that difficult is Cinderella's Royal Table and La Cellier. Now, at Cinderella's Royal Table, I don't mean to keep beating this dead horse, but John and I walked up a couple of weeks ago with the day we were reviewing Pinocchio's Village House and asked if there were any seatings for dinner. And she said, come back and we can almost definitely seat you as a walk-up. Now, Hmm. I'm not suggesting that you base your entire trip around the fact that this happened to us once. But as Bob's favorite saying is, they can't hit you. The most they can tell you is no. I have been standing at the podium... When it seems they kind of take great pride in telling people, well, we're booked up for three months. We're booked up for four months. You might not be able to do a walk up at La Cellier. Other than that, 
I don't ever seem to really have a problem getting the same day reservation. I call a day or two before sometimes, sometimes the day of, and always seem to be able to get a reservation it's at, something, yeah. at the restaurant of my choice. However, I'm not going to sell a Cinderella's Royal Table or La Cellier uh, at the drop of a hat. I understand that. Also, we, not to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but remember when we went to Tony's? It was almost as if they, they were um, prepared for people to come up and ask for a reservation that day without even looking at anything. Oh, no, we're all booked up. Mm. You can't get anything today. It was like they were want, they were waiting to tell people that. Right. Like a badge That's of what honor. they do at La Cellier's. <laughs> they take great pleasure in laughing at you and say, well, this is booked up for three months. So there are, bed, there are other places to eat in the park, and I'm sure there are people who would agree and disagree, but there are better places to eat in the park, so don't worry about it. You can find a reservation somewhere. Um, I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason as to how the manager releases tables. I, I would hope that once a reservation has passed that they fill up those tables. But we have eaten in places like La Cellier where we've been told that there are no tables available Christmas Eve. Yep. And there were empty tra- tables throughout our entire meal that remained empty throughout the entire meal. So I don't know if they work on a, if it's short staff, they're not going to fill up those tables or if they're holding those tables because someone's running late. Just be persistent. Chances are you'll get in where you want to get in. Good advice. Thank you very much. Who else? I have one from Emma from Reading in the UK. Hi, guys. My question today is, how on earth does Disney know everyone is out of the park at night? I'm guessing the turnstiles count you in and out, but with buggy exits and all, surely this isn't reliable. There must be so many places to hide. Do cast members have to cover every area? Don't worry, I have no plans to try and hide in the park overnight, but I bet people have tried and failed. Well, uh, security and management do cover the park at the end of the night. They actually turn the lights on in a lot of these areas so they can um, check all of the, the common hiding spots. That's To my knowledge, that's how they do it. Also, they do a thorough cleaning of the parks at night, so somewhere along the line... Somebody's going to find you. ...find you if you're hiding out, you know. Did she call you Shirley in that email? That's a bad joke. Yeah, I knew what you were getting at. Shirley, you can't be serious. <laughs> no, and don't call me Shirley. Right. <laughs> no, people can't hide in the parks. They're going to find you. Eventually. Also, when you go out through the buggy exits, usually the cast members roll the turnstile to take... To count that I, you went out also. I sincerely doubt that you get a zero sum at the end of the night. No, they do. They, they balance it. They do have they? to come up with zero. Or <laughs> nobody gets to go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they make sure you're out of the park. Oh. No, you can't come out this way. Go through the turnstile. I'm sure people have tried, though. Mm-hmm. You got to figure. What was that book you are reading? Didn't they say something about some people trying to hide in the parks? Mouse Tales or something like that? Oh, yeah. Back, the, that, that talks about history. Behind the years, mouse tails, things like that, that people have tried. And there failed. are a lot of cool hiding spots, though. I've always thought of that, too. Where would I hide? Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. That's probably they, the first place they look. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they close it at 5 p.m. every day, so they can check it out. Well, thank you for that, Corey. All right, I have one here from Stacy in West Palm Beach. I wanted to thank you guys for something that I've been meaning to do for a while, and I just remembered, uh, thanks to Pete's top ten things in Orlando you're not doing. When I was in Universal Orlando last year, we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel, and we were stumped for dinner one night. I jumped on the computer, headed straight for the Diz, and looked up restaurant reviews. That's when I found Mama Della, and it was a rave review. 
I know you guys tell it like it is, so I knew I had to try it. Walked down to Concierge and had them book us a table for that night at 8 p.m. This restaurant was the best experience in any restaurant in Orlando. The food was absolutely delicious, and the atmosphere was just precious. They sang at our table. The owner came over and made sure we were doing okay. It was, a, it was a very petite and quiet. It made for a perfect ending to a wonderful trip to Universal. I know it's not really Disney-related, but I just wanted to thank Pete for these extra things he adds to the Diz, because if not for that, we wouldn't have tried this restaurant that we can't stop raving about even today. We were Disney-bound the next day, and no Italian restaurant over there measured up to the quality meal that we enjoyed at Mama Della's. Well, yes, Stacy, I have mentioned many, many times in the show that uh, Mama Della's is my favorite restaurant in Orlando. It is a staple for me, although I haven't been over there in a couple of months. Mm. But uh, normally, whenever anybody's in town, any of my family, any friends, anything like that, it is a pretty much a, a ritual now that I, we go over to Mama Della's. I've been eating there for years, and I have never had one bad meal. At that restaurant, I've never had sur- I've never had a bad experience with the service. They are terrific. Yeah, and the portions are massive. There's so I mean, you look at the menu; it looks a little expensive, but you're really getting a lot of food for what you're paying. Yeah, and it's it's a really high quality, high quality food. Very very good. So I'm glad you went and checked it out. It's uh, yeah, always been one of my favorite places. So thank you very much for sending that in. And who else has one? Kevin? I have another one. This one is from Jeff in St. Louis. Jeff says, hey there, guys, and of course, Julie. I had a question about my upcoming trip in June. I wanted to take my girlfriend out to dinner and maybe viewing of Cirque du Soleil. We're thinking about Mama Melrose's. My question is, are there buses from the studios to downtown Disney? What would be the easiest way to accomplish this distance? Thanks a lot for the show, the boards, and everything you all do. Okay, Jeff, I'm going to make it easy for you. Eat at Mama Melrose on a different night. The easiest way is for you to eat at downtown Disney on the night you're going to see Cirque du Soleil. If you eat at Mama Melrose, you're going to have to take a bus from uh, the Hollywood Studios to a hotel and from a hotel to downtown Disney. As Bob said earlier in the show, they don't want you taking a a bus from the park to downtown Disney because they don't want people parking at downtown Disney and getting away from the parking fee. So I would recommend, if you want a really special night out, that you have dinner and you're looking for Italian food, that you have dinner at Portobello Yacht Club in Cirque du Soleil. I think you'll have a really memorable night. The stroll from Portobello Yacht Club to Cirque du Soleil is going to not be that taxing and i think you'll just have a better time get there a little early do some shopping have some dinner walk down and see the show and then take a bus back to your hotel i think you'll have a much better time don't get me wrong mama melrose is good it's just that the logistics of this are a little tough to pull off and see a show all in one night you're gonna spend a lot of time on a disney bus how romantic (laughs) (laughs) people don't realize sometimes how much transportation is involved in Getting around the Walt Disney World. And I forgot to say, hi, Anthony. I was waiting for you. I have an email that ties in with Kevin's last one, so I'm going to go with that one. All right. It's from Nicole in Iowa, and she writes, My husband and I discuss seeing Lanuba every time we're in Florida. Is it worth the money? What seats are the best to get? If you haven't seen it, I'd love for someone to go and review it. If we go, we're going to add a day to our trip in December. Thanks. Um, It's worth the money. And any seat in the house is pretty good. I would not suggest sitting in the very front row. 
I would sit a little further back so that you can get the full view of the stage and really enjoy it. Um, try not to sit on the end of the row or else you're going to smell the French clown. <laughs> yeah, stuff, happens, stuff happens above your head so you being up that close you're going to miss yeah. some of that but other than that i mean i know Corey and i have seen it i know that uh john and kevin you have seen it we've I've actually seen, seen it, it multiple Peter times no i haven't, oh, you haven't? actually no oh, well, i know bob has i'm just not yeah, a I fan have. i'm not a fan of cirque i never have been the, you've seen other shows because we went to vegas we went we saw one in vegas and, and that pretty much yeah this is you nothing dragged like me, going you, in Vegas No, you dragged me away from a hot blackjack table <laughs> to go watch the, the snooty French people and the no. crazy clown but with the big bicycle and all. I'm like, oh, what the hell am I watching here? That was the one that would um, oh. shoot Mystere. Mystere, where the ending, they come out on the giant snail. And at that point, you just throw your hands up and go, I give up. <laughs> I well, no I mean, I was, up, I was up like six, $700 in this blackjack table. Blackjack table is like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I don't know. Sometimes they run different um, shows on A and E. I believe it is a Bravo, mm-hmm. one of those. So you know, if you get a chance, check it out on TV. You know, it may not be Lanuba, but one of the other ones, and see if you really would be interested in it. But I think you would. That's really not a fair comparison. I've seen several, and Lanuba is by far and away the best. I yeah, agree. Really, of all of the, the shows, best yeah. Cirque show out there. It really, is. It, it's less of the artsy fartsy stuff. Yeah, because yeah, he's mysterious. There's a lot of movement. I mean, there's a lot of movement. There. My favorite scene is when they're jumping up and off the little building with yeah. all the windows. Uh, also, something to keep in mind that I didn't, as I said, we've seen it several times. Uh, the music is live, and the singing that you hear, while you don't see the performers, it is live. And what, if it's not, even if it's not your type of music, you have to be impressed by the vocal ability. So I think it's definitely worth it. I think it's probably one of the great events in Orlando to go see. Yeah. And it's, my opinion, it's worth it. Yeah, stop discussing and go. <laughs> scary, weird French clowns. I'm sorry. <laughs> Smelly, scary, weird French clowns if you sit close enough. Uh, Gina likes the clowns. Maybe if I feel like punishing myself one, one night, I'll... I'll go see Lanuba. I think when Regina got turned down by a clown. I think that's the that's, problem. That whole story <laughs> was... No, she got hit on by a clown. Yeah, that's what she tells yeah, us. She, yeah, there's different versions. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> Anyone else have yes. an email? <laughs> Way to go. I have one uh, from Melissa from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Uh, she says, hi, everyone. I have a bit of a problem that I hope one of you can help me with. This is probably best suited for Bob, though, uh, because it's something that I do. So I will be down in Disney in November for a grand gathering with some extended family, one of which is my 75-year-old grandmother. That's not about me, though. Uh, After much debate, I have finally convinced her to rent an ECV vehicle while in the parks. Her problem is... She has never driven anything with a motor. <laughs> Not even a car? Wow. Horse and buggies in your she town? she highlights anything with a motor. So, I'm, I'm assuming so your mother is Amish? Well, whatever. So she says, needless to say, we are all a little nervous. Not wanting her to mow down any children. When's she going to be here? I, I share your fears when I'm with Bob. She's in November. She's coming. Uh, she doesn't want to mow down anybody. Uh, someone suggested a while back on the Diz that if you have never used an ECV, 
to uh, practice beforehand. After going to several malls, stores, parks, etc., we have found the ECVs from place to place vary greatly. I would really like for her to practice on the exact one that they use at Walt Disney World. This being said, I was wondering if it is too much trouble. Someone could get me specific information on the ECVs they rent in the parks. If possible, a couple of pictures, uh, especially of the controls. Would it be just that? Would be wonderful. It's like they're playing, playing a terrorist plot. Is <laughs> a, a training run? We need pictures. What are you going to do with this ECB, really? It's like I got some bad news. I think they have different models in different parks. Also, I don't think they're all exactly the same. Well, they've replaced a lot of their. I mean, I know Epcot has brand new. Uh, ECV vehicles. Yeah, bottom line, though, is that their ECVs in the parks have governors on them that prevent them from going anything even close to fast. As a matter of fact, you could get out and crawl faster than these things ride. Yeah, I love zipping by those And things. the minute, it's not a matter of, like, gas and brake. It's, you've got, you, you know, you squeeze down on a on a lever that propels you forward, and the minute you let go of it, that thing comes to a screeching stop. I mean, it's... Yeah, there are the, 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 these. Forgive me for using the term, but these are pretty much idiot proof. So I, they also have them set up that if you're off of them, they don't move. Like you can't be off of it and use the handle and make right, it move. A pressure sensor. You have to be sitting on it in order for it to move. Yeah. One other thing, I've gone through this. I've had my my mother-in-law and my mother, and I actually have two ECV vehicles, and. The ones I have, you can con- to- uh, you can dial down the speed that it actually gets to, you know, it can't go faster than that. And one of the things I did was I I toned it down, and I actually you have somebody walk beside the ECB vehicle as you go through the park. That way, there you're kind of helping them. Uh, almost, I had with my mother, I had to have one hand. Right on the on the steering mechanism, and that uh, I had pretty good success with that. Uh, so there's that, or you can rent one from uh, Walker Rental. Walker Rental. Walker Mobility. Yeah, Walker yeah, Mobility. Walker, we have a link on uh, on the website. Uh, that way, there you can actually have it back at the hotel room, and then you can take her downstairs and find an open area and let her practice on it once she gets here and by having one of these vehicles you're you're not you can take it with you on the bus and when you're getting on and off the bus you'd be the person that would put the the vehicle on on and off the bus not not the person that's needing it you'd help them onto the bus so those are my tips uh, and if you have other questions uh, just shoot me an email and I'll Try to help you. My grandpa refuses to, to rent one of those. He'd rather walk at a snail's pace and have all of us wait for him. He might think it makes Do him seem Do we know anyone old. else like that? Yeah, well, we had a bit hard time with my dad when he came last time. He couldn't walk, walk distances, and we had to stop a lot. And finally, I literally threw him into a wheelchair and said, Listen, old man, I'm pushing you around. You're <laughs> just slowing the rest of us up. I'm like, Grandpa, it's cool. <laughs> Corey, it's a scary thing to if you get in one of these ECV vehicles. And you've never done it before. It's it's a hard thing to you look at the crowd in front of you and say, oh, 
what the heck do I do? I can get three or four of them in one stop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a challenge getting around in one of those things. So, I have one from Christopher from Detroit, Michigan, and he says, "I recently heard about something called Disney Wild Wilderness Preserve. Can you give me some more information on what this wilderness preserve really is, where it's located, and what there is to do there? Is it worth taking time out of?" Walt Disney World trip to visit, especially for those of us who are Walt Disney World veterans looking for some new experiences. Any insight you could provide would be appreciated. So uh, I did some research, and uh, Disney does have a, a wildlife preserve, and it's south of Orlando. It's on 1,200 acres, uh, and it's... That says 12,000. 12,000 acres, I'm sorry. Uh, the preserve is bordered by Lake Russell, which is one of the last remaining undeveloped lakes in central Florida. And some of the animals, uh, wildlife species, are uh, bald eagles, Florida scrub jays, sandhill cranes, gopher tortoises. Sounds like something they saw on the... Uh, Boggy Creek. Boggy Creek thing. They have hiking trails, uh, the preserve is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's closed on uh, major holidays, and they advise to, you should call the uh, preserve uh, before coming to visit. The phone number is 407-935-0002. Uh, entrance fee uh, for the hike is $3 for adults, $2 for youth, 6 to 17, and $2 for Nature Conservancy members. What, what is that? John Spice. He said Utes. And <laughs> Conservancy. Utes. Did I say Utes? <laughs> I thought you said use. No, I said $2 for youths. Gotcha. Ages 6 to 17. Uh, Nature Conservancy. They have a conser- conservation learning center, and it's... Uh, one-mile trip to uh, Lake Russell from the Learning Center on a hike. So, And pets are not allowed on the preserve. That way they don't feed the alligators. Directions, you go from I-4, exit onto Highway 535, head south, follow 535 to Ponciana Boulevard, turn right onto Ponciana uh, Boulevard. Approximately 15 miles, you'll reach Pleasant Hill Road. So... We should let this gentleman know that that's really not near Disney. It's not. It's going to be like 45 minutes to an hour, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's a little history behind this. When Disney was developing or, or was purchasing up the land for Disney World, they knew that they were going to be destroying many wetlands and many natural areas. So to sort of appease the you know wildlife people, he bought this swatch of land and said that this was never going to be developed and he was going to preserve it forever so that... It would all stay as natural wetlands and not disturb the the flora and fauna of Florida. So that's why that exists. Yeah. It also existed where Celebration is now. Celebration, the land where Celebration is, used to be a wildlife conservatory that oh. was never going to be developed upon. Oops. Oops. That's not true. Yeah, but as they when they do stuff like that, they have to replace that land somewhere else. Right, right. They had, to go, they had to go and buy land somewhere else. But it's just interesting that it's, you know, this is what was set up by Walt. So right, that's pretty cool. Cool. All right. Thank you for that, Bob. Our final email today 
comes to us from Dean Gerber in Cape May, New Jersey. And he writes, I apologize for emailing this, but I learned that I could not leave a voicemail without getting choked up talking about the appreciation for this magic that happened during our last trip to Walt Disney World. My wife of 15 years, Judy, and I are DVC members and have visited Walt Disney World often in the past year. Judy was diagnosed with breast cancer at the end of last summer, and we really relied on the Disney magic to relieve us. We visited in September to leave everything at home for a while. We came home just a day before Judy's bilateral mastectomy surgery. Uh, We returned for another week just prior to Christmas. This was between her first and second course of chemotherapy. And we returned last week as a celebration of her completion of chemotherapy the month before. We we, We also doubled our vacation points on this trip. My cast member appreciation is is twofold and begins with Mickey Mouse himself. We were in the Animal Kingdom just taking it easy and visited Camp Minnie Mickey for some character visits. We strolled on over to see Mickey Mouse. When the family in front of us was departing, Mickey looked over to see my wife standing there and with instant recognition of the situation, immediately motioned, arms extended with both hands motioning to come for a hug. I swear his body language had changed in that brief moment when he saw her. She went over and Mickey grabbed her in such a tight squeeze for such a long time, I didn't think he was ever going to let her go. Needless to say, Judy was in tears. I was in tears. Not hard for me. I tear up every time I meet Mickey. PhotoPass got the whole thing. Before we left, the PhotoPass photographer snapped a photo of Judy kissing Mickey Mickey on the end of the nose. I'm 42 years old. Judy is right behind me at 41. And we're here to tell you that everyone, here to tell you and everyone that the Disney magic is very much still alive. And we believe in it as much as we did when we were young. There is something special about that magic that reaches farther than mere nostalgia. With that said, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, Hi, Anthony, and send congratulations on to what sounds like a fine honor and tell him to remember that Walt Disney dreamed, desired to fulfill those dreams, dared to fulfill those dreams, and then did it. Thanks, and may God bless all of you where you need it the most. You're all very special people. P.S. Peter, thanks for the brief weather interludes when I was planning this uh, March trip. I went to a couple of Orlando-based podcasts and checked out their archives to find out if anyone had ever mentioned the weather. Nobody did. The very next Dis podcast, you threw in the weather update. So thanks for that. And uh, I'm, I can't see my <laughs> I can't see my temperature thing. It's being you have some big potted obscured plant. by plants. But it's really nice here today. <laughs> it's, it's not a, raining. It's, it's about, what makes it's it about nice. eighty degrees out there. It's yeah, we had weird. a we had a very. Uh, a very rainy weekend, but I thank you very much for this, Dean. It kind of helps uh, keep things in perspective. I'm glad that uh, you and your wife were able to get some quality time at Disney, and here's hoping that she's, uh, she's doing well and that there are many, many, many more trips in your future. So with that, we're going to wrap it up, and I will, I will see you again in two weeks, but the rest of the team will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. 